Nurse's station. Hey everybody, welcome back to the head floor. It's me, Matt. Hi everybody, it's Kat. Good morning. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. Get out of there. Get out of that waiting room. Get onto the elevator. We're going all the way up to the tenth floor. It's me. It's my mama cat. We got Carolyn here. Lola's mother is here. We just just, just a room full of mommies is what we got. <laughs> <laughs> Lee is here. Este is here. Mary is here. And I'm sure people are now flying in to the hospital here to come talk to us about General Hospital this week. This week at General Hospital, the week of July 31st, 2023. Yeah. The scab writer still putting the words in the mouths of the people. There was a meeting about having a meeting, and then there was a meeting, and then they decided we're not going to have any more meetings for a while. Who did that? The WGA and the AM. Yeah, they did, the didn't they? So there was the, uh, they had a discussion about having a meeting on Friday and then they, uh -huh. uh, amongst themselves, like, like, uh -huh. you know, you know how you have a meeting about having a meeting? Yeah. It's, it's total, <laughs> total time suck. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jeannie. hey, <laughs> Janet. Uh, so yeah. Um, so the AMPMT or whatever they are, AMTMV, whatever, uh, the producer people, uh, they had a meeting about having a meeting. And then in that meeting, they said, okay, let's talk to the writers. And so they talked to the writers for like a second. And then at the end of that, they decided we're not going to have any more meetings for a while. So it didn't it go seems, well. It, no, it didn't. It seems, seems to me like they had enough time to say, well, F you, well, F you too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's about it. <laughs> we're like, okay, so we thought about this thing and we thought a little bit, just a little bit about the AI situation. And we thought a little bit about maybe a little bit more money per project. But that was like it. But it was nowhere near the list of, of, of just the long laundry list of things that need to be addressed beyond just the AI and the pay. There's also, um, there's also expectations of how many writers are assigned to a show depending on how many episodes there are per season. Um, that sort of stuff. Um, they're trying to make it so these solo ships of shows where it's, where it's only written by one person isn't the norm going forward because that's where the industry is trending towards is one writers two writers very small teams putting together these 10 episode shows which you know puts a lot of people out of work that's a big change to how television is broadcast it's a big change to how things are we're used to five days a week brand new episodes every day prime time has been whittled down from 21 22 episodes a season to 10 to 12. TV has changed over generations. TV has changed and it's just like been on the change on the change train mm -hmm. for the last 10. It's been very, very, very heavily changed. And a lot of that, yes. um, because things are more um, long form serialized where one episode flows into the next, it's very soapy in its primetime presentation now, yes, where it's one long story like stretched out over the season. Rather than your episode of the week, your adventure of the week, your crime of the week, your alien of the week, your comedy of the week, situation of the week. Yeah. The hijinks of the week. You know, I mean, and, and beyond sitcoms, you know, sitcoms are, of course, known for their hijinks of the week. Uh, but procedurals, you know, they're still fairly popular. But, I mean, you, you're watching NCIS or Law and & Order, and that's pretty much your two options. That's it. That's it out there. Um, your yeah, adventure of the week. Go, um, like Xena. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I like to make that reference, but because I'm a dork. Um, but you know, your shows like Xena or your shows, uh, like the pretender, um, 
um, even uh, there was this one show called Evil, I think, and then there was Person of Interest, and just like like these little weekly adventure shows. But the same type of people who just get into another caper this week, and another caper this week, and another caper this week. That sort of TV's going away, and that sort of TV was syndicated. It's yes. harder to syndicate a serial because you can't just randomly pop an episode of How to Get Away with Murder in the middle of it and know what the heck is going on like you can with yeah. a Big Bang Theory. You can't yeah. really do that with soaps either. <laughs> anyway, 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 that was a big digression uh, really early on here. All to say that we're still being written uh, by the scam writers, WGA, still on strike, no progress made. Um, but because they're on do strike they because of these issues. Do they have a decent mediator in there? I mean, come on. Um, at this point, actually, the government is starting to talk about maybe stepping in. Like Gavin Newsom was like, I'm trying to let them figure it out, but we might be getting to a point in which the economy of Southern California is going to suffer too much from this prolonged strike that maybe the United States or at least the California government needs to come in to help encourage these two parties to come to an agreement. Ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it'll get there um, because this uh, the writer's strike, you know, it's it's been going on for a number of months, longer than the one that happened in 2003. That one only went on for two months, I think. And this one's on coming up on four, I think. So we're only, we're only ah, twice and, and, it, and, and like from what you stated earlier, it doesn't seem like they're getting any closer. It doesn't seem like it. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But, if, but as for now, as always, soaps are fine. Soaps are going to continue at least until 2024. We'll see what happens if everybody's still on strike when Netcode comes to an end. But for now, we're in progress. We're in progression. And oh my God, my general hospital this week. It's pretty good. Isn't it good? It's so good. It's been so good over the last couple of weeks. And I can't, I can't say it's all because we have new writers. Of course, these um, fresh faces, these fresh hands putting fresh words into the mouths of mm -hmm. these characters has brought different life and different energies to some of these interactions. Different yes. kinds of conversations maybe are happening. Definitely different reactions with each other than what mm -hmm. we're used to seeing. And that really came out to me this week, especially on Friday with Ava and Austin. Mm-hmm. And just how they talk to each other, his reaction to stuff, his his impression of Sonic Rentos, like <laughs> that I sort of it. stuff. I just I don't I don't necessarily know if I would expect that coming from GH from a month ago versus right now. Oh, I don't I don't I don't know. In that in that example, though, you know, um, in that example, Austin, the character of Austin, has changed so, so much, much in the last three weeks. Yeah. That the, the portrayal is going to be different because it's the character. So it's been a lot of fun. so different. He's, it, it's think, been... I, good for you, Howard. Ha, uh, Roger. 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 Lean into the funny. Like, you're a comedy actor, man. To me, <laughs> you're a comedian. I love it. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Hey, Rochelle. Have a sun happy Sunday, y'all. It's Leo, ma'am, cat. I don't, I'm not sure what you meant, Rochelle. But if you're not Rochelle and you're Leo, hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, Sandy. How's it going? <laughs> uh, Kelly's hey, not going to be with us this week, but that's all right. Kelly's going to catch the replays. I made, I made that to shout out because Kelly Public Over, of course, we know her. We love her. Major contributor to the chat. And if you want me to remember who you are as much as I remember Kelly, participate in the chat. 
It's open for everybody. As so long as you're not swearing people out and saying, oh my God, you're such an effing idiot for the thing that you say, go in there, go in the chat and also say, I don't agree with you, Matt and Kat. I think that you're wrong because of this. I am here for that. Oh my God, please do it. Yeah. Because Matthew <laughs> wants to ask you why so bad. I do. Um, I want to know. I want to know how you watch the show. I want to know what matters to you. I got into it again on Twitter about Esme. It wasn't big. You know, nobody, nobody, you know, threatened anybody. <laughs> Oh, it's Leo season, Mama. It's Leo season. For you. It's Leo season? Yes. Leo like in the month of August? Yes, like like the constellation. And, oh, and you know what it also is on Thursday, Matthew? What is Thursday? What day is Thursday? It's the day you turn 27. I don't I am not interested at all looking like shit for 27. Um it's the day you but turn. But I want to look great for 62 every day of the week, okay? It's, all right, then we'll say it's the day you turn 106. Look at you, you look great <laughs> for 106, mom. Oh my god. Just defying all expectations. My birthday's on Thursday, y'all. Happy birthday, Ma. So I guess next Sunday we'll have to have a little celebration. I'll do something with a thing. I'll put like some balloons or something on the on the frame. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, balloons and a gift, a present. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I can give you a gift of a new name for the channel because we're doing more podcasts, you know. Yeah. So you said, so it's the month of August, so it's Leo. It's Leo season, yes. It's Leo season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why That's why Leo's uh, prominent in the Eddie story right now. It's all astrologically connected, all right? They have a, they have a horoscope reader on set going there just reading this, reading the astrology given the horoscopes and deciding this is the time in which leo quartermain needs to grow into a prominent character in this story and then she looks over and she'll see oh taurus is in retrograde <laughs> or something i don't know about all that stuff. i don't think a whole constellation could go all i know is leo's not popular <laughs> people when it comes to the masses well you know just because you, you like it's because you want stuff we have a bad in, in astronomy uh, bad rap it seems uh you know there's, every sign has a bad rap to it apparently i'm supposed to be a materialistic glutton well, i got I'm the food part down i'm supposed to be bossy well i am bossy i do want to anyway <laughs> it's all true <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of happy birthdays uh, in the chat for you, Mom. Ooh, so thanks, take those guys. into your birthday on Thursday, just with the best of positive, positive energy from all of us here on the 10th floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know what, you guys? I'm sure by Sunday I'll be okay, but Friday night, I'm going to a nightclub for my birthday. Oh, my husband's taking me to Crocodiles. Crocodiles is like a, a, a club that does like 70s and 80s music oh i mean i'm gonna be shaking my groove thing for sure <laughs> oh my gosh i hope they just hit all of the classics from your from your youth from yesteryear all of those <laughs> stereo classics of cleaning the house in, in hayward just you know ario speed wagon just blasting on yeah. all of the speakers i want this for you uh today <laughs> is sandy's birthday happy birthday sandy Happy birthday, Sandy. Hey, hey, happy birthday, Sandy. It's just, it's just, it's, it's starting to get into birthday season, you know, August to October. Just a lot of people get born in those, in those oh, months. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. Sandy, we will soon be talking about Leo on the show because boy, is that 
kid adorable. Uh, <laughs> he is, and you know what? He's doing a great job. He is. He's really handling the material. Yeah, he is. Like, he gets it. He gets it. I, I just sometimes I wonder what the conversation is like with the kids, and I'm not even talking about him being autistic. I'm just saying, like, what is it like having a conversation with a kid, explaining like the emotion of a scene, what's going into it? Like, all right, all right, child, you have to understand that this was your dad, but now he's not your dad because he thinks he's somebody else. But then. It, I, on top of that, I started to kind of like spread and think about soap stories as a whole, especially days of our lives stories versus General Hospital, because General Hospital is very long and very serious. Mm -hmm. uh, but days is much more punchy and a little more irreverent. Mm -hmm. um, but I was thinking, well, when I'm explaining this story to a child, well, he was your dad. Now he thinks he's somebody else. That is so simple. That is so easy. Yeah. That is such a basic thing to happen um a basic thing to understand that you can just jump right into and just go okay i can go with that from here leo, leo seems to completely understand it okay right now uh he's eddie mm -hmm. and he will and, and that's who he is yeah, the character totally understands that the actor playing the character totally understands that there's full comprehension of what's going on there and i'm not trying to assume that a child is too dumb to understand anything like that i just wonder what it's like to try to like put yourself in such a fantastical situation at such a young age um but then it got me thinking about soap stories as a whole and they're all pretty like basic it's like all of these characters and this was a big revelation for me which is ridiculous because i'm sure everybody knows this already but all of these characters never grew up from being teenagers they're all still going through their teenage angst i gotta get the girl back you can't have my man you're prettier than me so i hate you um your family has more money than me you're more popular than i am oh my god joss is such a bitch like they're still all you know teenagers you know what that was um I remember when I got my first full-time job and I was <laughs> just 18, and I was, you know, working full-time, had my regular, bless you, sweetheart. Thank you. Had all my, my first full-time job. That was one of the first things that um, I, I thought as I'd been there a couple of weeks. And I remember actually saying something to my mother, actually. I said, you led me believe my whole life that where adults were different. <laughs> They're not. Nope. All these people, you know, and the, and this was a cross section of lots of cultures and lots of ages. Yeah. So I was like, adults have their head right up their teenage own butts. <laughs> <laughs> it is no different. No different. They're not at all. different. You're right. <laughs> And just life, I think. It's it's true. It's true. And um, really, the older I get, the more I realize that the people around me also are just still pretty much on the same level as I am when it comes to just trying to figure it out every day. Uh, um, I mean, we get better at it, but we still... I don't know what it's been. I don't know what it's been. If it's just been lack of realization or imposter syndrome or any number of different things that made me feel as though that the people around me... Um, and I don't mean this to be insulting, even though it's going to sound like it. So sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but I always just kind of had like this, this sort of deep assumption that everybody around me was more talented than they actually are. Like they, like they have a lot more to bring to life or bring to a situation. And I always felt like I was trailing behind people. Cause I, I'm like, I don't have that much to bring. I don't, I don't have many ideas. I don't really know what to do. Uh, <laughs> but then I, like I, 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 you know, I go through business, I go through these different, um, positions. Cause when you're low, you know, slinging boxes on the line. 
Mm-hmm. You don't realize what chaos is actually happening in the office as they are constantly trying to figure out all of the stuff that never works. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's an experience. Um, <laughs> it's an experience. Um, and that's trying to be creative in like the water filter industry. I wonder what it's like to try to be creative in the entertainment industry. I don't, whatever. Whatever. Stuck in oh. junior high, says Jeannie. All right. So even younger. They're not 16. They're 12. All of these soap opera characters are 12. They are hormonal 12-year-olds <laughs> that ha- don't have the social skills yet to figure out how to explore these new feelings. And those raging <laughs> hormones, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who are we going to talk about? Who do you want to talk about? We can talk about any number of different people. We could talk about me. We can talk about you. Mm-hmm. We could talk about Cindus. Cindus is in the chat. Hey, Cindus, how's it going? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Lee, what's going on, Lee? Uh, we got Friday. I got a Friday on Hulu. I don't know what happened on, on the broadcasting, but I got a full week. I got all five episodes this week. I did too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what happened on broadcast. I know that there were some tweets that went out um, by the yes. uh, by the uh, executive in charge of ABC Broadcasting slash um, General Hospital slash the Connors slash other shows. Um, <laughs> the, the network rep. Um, was like, hey, you know, make sure your DVRs are set for 2 a.m. You can watch today's episode on ABC.com for free without having to put in your cable provider, all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, try different ways. Well, evidently part of the country got preempted, part of the country didn't. California did not. It's available out there, though, online. Um, and also, I don't know, check check your on-demand services as well. That's a thing. That was Thursday, right? I, Thursday, I don't know. They were talking about Friday. That was the day that, that, uh, that fool had to go get, hand, you know, prints again. I got them all. I got them all. I got them all. Uh, Rochelle, you didn't see it on Hulu. Check, check, check again. Check again again because I just watched it today. It was there. Uh, anyway, um, anyway, anyway. Jeannie wants to talk about Vanna, and I think that's a good place to start. Vanna? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Vanna White. You know, you think she's going to yeah. take over for Pat Sajak now that he's um, now that he's uh, now that he's going to retire? Well, she was sure happy to see him sitting on the stairs when she went in the house, huh? She <laughs> sure was. He was so happy to see he's her. He's just Valentine. so smooth all the time. Uh, yeah, Valentine's not he a is. real man anymore. He's now he's just a, now he's just a, a female fantasy. He's he's a <laughs> smooth and corny at the same he, time. He's, he's become a, uh, a, 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 a romance a romance novel character is what he's become. Smooth and corny. <laughs> I tell you, I, like for instance, um, like for instance, Marty can't be smooth. And corny at the same time. No, no, he's got to pick one or the other, right? Yes. <laughs> Whereas Valentin can be smooth and he's, he, he's smooth in his corniness. And playful. I love it. It's just, you know, and then I don't know what it is, but there, there's just something about how Anna and Valentine were able to just sit on a couch together. You know how, how there's like an actor out there, somebody that has a great voice or, or a wrestler that does a really good promo, like The Rock or something like that, mm-hmm. where the, the, the reaction, the, the colloquialism is, oh man, I, I listened to that person read a phone book, you know? Sure. I would watch Valentine and Anna sit on the couch reading a phone book. Because there's just something about how they sit to each other, how they how they how they dingle their fingers intertwined with one another as they're slowly discussing all of these deep romantic feelings and dangers in their lives. It's just such romance spy thriller that I can't get enough of it. I like them. I do. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> um, Kaiwan says that I think Anna will help Sunny get rid of the Pikeman bad guys, like in the eighties. 
I, I I was thinking about uh, about scenes with with Sonny as well with Anna that I that's been very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. They've always been sort of like like when she was in the police department and she was chief of police. Yeah, she was always trying to get him and stuff because that was her job. She was yeah. supposed to be trying to get him. But um, I love the two of them kind of being on the same side. They were a little sitting bit. on that table together and they were like, well, now that we don't have to be enemies anymore, we can just admit we're friends, right? Right. Because they always really have been. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's friends with Sonny. Nobody really hates Sonny. That's why he's not in jail. The only people that yeah. want to get rid of Sonny are the new people that come to town. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take you down. We even got Chase being like, oh, Sonny, I'm questioning you. And then I'm like on this borderline. Is he going to turn into that guy that's like, I got to take Sonny down. I'm going to be the one. <laughs> well, I don't recommend that for anybody. Everyone no, no. I think that, that he just needs to leave well enough alone. Wait for Sonny Corinthos to eventually decide he wants to go retire somewhere. somewhere. Um, but Lee, Lee tells us that Ryan Seacrest is going to be taking over for Pat Sajak. And what I have to say about that is boycott Wheel of Fortune. Why does Anna White not get to be the host of Wheel of Fortune and Ryan Seacrest can push the damn button? Hmm? I don't know. Why not? Hmm? Tell the me. only thing I can say about that whole thing is, you know, Ryan Seacrest is today's Dick Clark. He just did. Well, yeah, he took over for Dick Clark's uh, New Year's New Year's Rock and Eve. And Dick Clark was like, hey, he's the dude. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he did before yeah. he passed away. Yeah, he did. So yeah, he did. he's just he he's just Dick Clark, pretty much. <laughs> he's just Dick Clark. Well, maybe they can get him to do the red carpet for the nurses' ball next year. Apparently, Ryan Seacrest is just saying yes to whatever job comes his way. He's making tons of money. That's I would do it though. I'm here at the red carpet, live in Port Charles, coming up with the annual nurses' so ball. We can, someday we're going to get to do that for the daytime Emmys if they ever do them again. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on with that. I saw something about a rumblings of maybe them winding up doing them in the next couple of weeks, but I'm not sure exactly what, what the deal is. I could be way wrong about that. I haven't heard anything about it. I saw like one thing, but I haven't been able to go find it again, so maybe I was just dreaming. Hmm. You know, sometimes you dream things and you don't realize that they were dreams and they just turn into memories that weren't real. Or does that just make me crazy? Am I really Heather Weber? (laughs) (laughs) Hulu has been updated. Thank you very much, Daisy. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, so Vanna and Alentine, they can sit on the couch couch together just just having a conversation for a solid hour. And I would would watch their candlelit, soft-spoken declarations of poetic love and never-ending just need for each other's support. (laughs) And I love that Laura uh, sent her sent him home and told him the reason why. We're just not trying to ditch you. Anna needs you back at home. Yeah, she got shot at. Shot at. Exactly. And then he was like, Phew. he was gone. And there was only like the, the silhouette of like a cloud, like it was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Kevin came out. He's like, I just took a leak. Where, where's Valentine? <laughs> I was only gone for 45 seconds. He's getting his boarding pass right now. <laughs> 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 uh so uh just just good stuff i, I love seeing it um and you know now that he's back in town he, he can help he can help figure out this whole who's who's shooting at anna thing um mm-hmm. i liked their talk i liked how he was all like i could be a bad guy if it wasn't for you Anna. my daddy could have turned my brain <laughs> right and then anna was like oh oh what do you mean darling i thought <laughs> i thought that you were practically perfect in every way right <laughs> He's like, I am not perfect. You make me perfect. If it wasn't for your love, darling. 
Things might have been totally different on Griffith. <laughs> I love them too, though. I do. <laughs> it's a good. Do. So I'm looking forward to them doing something. Like, you know, as, as yes, much I as I enjoy the couch stuff. As much as I enjoy the couch stuff. As much as I would watch that again and again and again. Definitely I, I looking forward to them getting off of the couch, out into the city, and trying to hunt down this gunman, these gunmen's connections to pikemen that Valentine already mm -hmm. has. Any number of different doors are opening yes. here. So yes. I'm here Valentine for it. Valentine already knows who pikemen is. Yeah. 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 So um, on that same token, we had like a full episode with Laura and Kevin in it. Was it just like a little scene or two? Not just a little reminder that they're alive. Mm -hmm. But like scenes and like extended yep. time with him and conversation. And they went back, they went to the house where she was held prisoner. And they went back to the house where Lulu was held prisoner as well. Mm -hmm. Just looking. Maybe he's yep. here. Nope. Maybe he's here. Nope. I think something happened to him, Kevin. If he was hiding, we would have found him. Now, if Valentine would have been there, he probably felt pretty bad about all that. Well, because he, he had something to do with the fact of Lula being there. Well, and it's good that he didn't get to show up and have be confronted with those terrible memories then. And we don't need to be reminded because of it. now he and Laura have actually have uh, made up and are friends and co-grandparents. They are. Sort of. Well, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, Jeannie likes Valentine much better this way. It's good. It's good. It's good. I didn't really see like um evil Theo Hart, so I don't really know what Valentine was like before he married Nina. Um, when I came into watching GH, that that's what he was doing. He was wooing Nina. Um, he was bringing Sasha into her life to try to cover her the hole in her heart. So he was already. Well, I think I think the worst the, the worst time where he was more like an evil Cassidine was the time when he shot Nicholas. He got rid of Nicholas. Yeah, because I always I, I saw him doing bad things because he really liked somebody. Like that's that's a little different mm -hmm. than outright villainy. Yep. So yeah. His, his, his character has evolved over the years that he's been on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And and like believably so too. Like to like nobody's complaining about Valentine's redemption. Like they're just going crazy about like stop giving Asme the space to breathe. You should be strangling her at all times. <laughs> How come nobody stabbed her yet? <laughs> Those are exaggerations, but uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, hashtag Nana, here for it, looking forward to everything that's going to be happening next with them. Mm -hmm. And that's the podcast. Thanks for coming, everybody. Well, since this you mentioned Esme. I'm kidding. What's up? Since you miss mentioned Esme. Yes. I think that we will soon see an Esme that gets her memory back. Um, We got to get there at some point. I really think that that's, we're, we're just really dependent on Laura or um, Jeannie Francis being back. Because uh, right now, Jeannie Francis, she 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 filmed a bunch of stuff before leaving, and so that's what we're getting. So all that stuff that we're actually seeing between um, Laura and uh, Kevin is uh, original uh, WGA writers, not the scabs, because they filmed all that stuff uh, just before she took off, which was a little bit before the uh, the strike began, right? Or was it after? It's after. Oh dear. Well then, oh, ignore what I'm saying. The strike began on May second. Yeah. Then I don't know when Laura took off, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> regardless, I filmed a bunch of stuff. Same thing with Cameron Matheson. He filmed a bunch of stuff before leaving to do his his Hallmark stuff. I don't know if we're going to be seeing much of Drew since he was thrown into solitary for the time being after saving Cyrus, and we're going to get into all those fun details. Uh, <laughs> but as for Esme, um, we're talking online about Esme and about redemption and about punishment, about 
you know, the laundry list and long list of things that she's done that has been terrible to other people. And where we're at with Esme right now when it comes to her. And we don't even have the complete list, honestly. Not really. There could be all kinds of different revelations. No, we don't know what happened I think to her, parents. her parent. I think her adoptive parents are dead at her hand. And we'll find that out when she gets her memories back, I bet. Maybe that's what brings them back. You killed your mother. <gasps> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, so, uh, you know, the, the, the debate is, has she, has she received enough punishment for what she's done? Or does there need to be more? I don't know. Esme, I don't think she's received enough punishment for what she did. Yeah. What, what do you think needs to happen to Esme in order for you to feel as though she has been sufficiently punished for drugging Trina and filming Jocelyn Cameron? And almost killing that one dude. But he's a bad guy. It doesn't count, right? No, it does count. <laughs> it does count. Because the level of what you're willing to do in a heartless manner was <laughs> really... Um, I mean... It, Collateral damage, who cares? That's That was her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she had no regard for his human life. Yes, did she, what she did to Joss mm -hmm. and to Cam was awful, but she didn't try to kill them. No, no, no. So you, you know? think that the worst offense that Esme has done was the attempted murder on whatever the hell that guy's Oz name was. Hangry, yeah. When it comes to physically, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we don't care about him. No. And we're not supposed to. Right. I understand that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, what she did, even though, you know, Jocelyn and Cameron probably would not have stayed together for a lifetime. They're very, very young. First boyfriend, first girlfriend, you know. Mm -hmm. That's very, very young. Um but what that what she did was she broke them up. She broke them up. Yeah, she broke them up because they were never gonna their 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 first experience. Mm -hmm. Both of them is completely tainted. They're never gonna be and able to every capture time, the magic. And and to me, going forward, every time they became intimate, it would still be there to a little little bit. Yeah. Yeah, totally, 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 just totally, just totally, totally, just annihilated that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Annihilated it. Nikisha says Trina could have died from the poisoning. Absolutely, she could have. Trina could have died because somebody said, oh, look, the light's green. Uh, you know, um, I don't know, because th this one's tough for me, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that the opinion's wrong. I'm not saying that the crime isn't there. I'm not saying that any number of things. This is not a denial. This is just the flip side. The uh, what, what I'm, I don't know, because I'm a dork like that. Okay, this just let is, me do it. This, this is what I think with, yeah. with Esme, the character of Esme, when it mm -hmm. comes to, okay, Esme is an evil, evil young woman, but she's not stupid. Mm -hmm. And if she want, if she if she wanted to kill Trina, she would have. I think she knew what to give her to have yeah. her just go to sleep for a good hard sleep. Truthfully, truthfully, here's the thing: I do not think that the character of Esme did something to overdose Trina. I don't think that she did something to physically harm Trina in a long term fashion. I don't think that she did anything to try to 
really, really, really hurt her. I think no. that she did something to make her woozy take her out of the situation so she doesn't interrupt Esme's plans on filming Jocelyn and Cam and possibly push Trina in a situation where she admits to some latent feelings or to some secrets like she did about kissing Cameron and stuff that put a wedge in that friendship. What failed her in this was the show itself, was the B-roll was whoever was using the medication bottles and the number of pills that are being used and such. Because whoever did that didn't do their proper research. And used a real medicine name that if you did actually give somebody the dose of would have been a near fatal situation and not just this, ooh, I'm drowsy because I drank and also took medicine. Which was what the intention was. Don't drink and take this pill. Why? Because this is what will happen to you. You get drowsy and go to sleep. That is what they tried to do with it, but they depicted it physically with the props in a way that wasn't that. And I think that's where a lot of this comes up because sure. I, from my perspective, at least Esme did not try to poison Trina. No, I think she tried to put her to sleep and she did. Yeah. So they, they probably should have used like Ambien or something. Absolutely. You know, rather than whatever Absolutely. this actual meta and, medical thing was. And... I know. I guess it is the show's fault. You, all right. The television audience watches television differently than they used to. They freaking mm -hmm. dissect it frame yes. by frame now. Well, now they can. It's they weren't able to in the because 60s. Because you can't. Yeah, everything was exactly. too fuzzy and you couldn't pause. And now everything's crystal clear and you can. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, you've got to, you've got to set that, you've got to set your set knowing that. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. I hopefully, hopefully someone else is paying attention and uh, they won't do anything like that again. And, you know, if you want to dig deeper into this, and this is harder for me to do because I don't have that same perspective. But if you want to dig deeper into this, you know, these decisions were made when it come, came to using this medication name, when it came to using the number of pills in the shots and all of that kind of stuff. If you want to dig down, strip layers off and try to find some sort of insidious root in there, it's, it's entirely possible that some you know, crotchety old white person at the top of some sort of food chain was just like, let's, let's, let's depict it like this. You know, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I, I hope and don't think that that's happening, but, um, you know, any, any number of different layers could be headed into this. Um, it's a difficult, like I said, it's difficult for me to be able to dissect that particular part, but I do know that that is a topic of conversation and a criticism that comes to Esme as well, is the fact that Trina is black is african-american and these things happen to her and the lack of realization from esme of the greater consequences of setting somebody up to go to trial mm -hmm. putting them in with the legal system mm -hmm. uh, creating an environment in which people can make an assumption about somebody's character that will never change mm -hmm. it's very easy to do um, in situations like this in which uh, a victim can find themselves in a worse uh, living situation in life going forward than they have had faced prior. So all of that stuff is very real. It just wasn't a part of the show. It wasn't really explained or analyzed past one conversation between Portia and Stella. So that's where a lot of that complication comes with Esme. <laughs> Uh, is because all of these different layers and angles that people are taking the story and analyzing it in a way. Because if you're coming to it from just a soap, 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 soap standpoint, everything's totally fine. 
Uh-huh. She's in there. She's messing with 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 this hot new romance. She's in the way between um, Trina and Spencer and their happiness, very easily distracting Spencer from from a son that he feels like he has to raise, but is going to be taken away from him in a matter of months when Nicholas comes back. Obviously, uh, <laughs> um, she doesn't remember anything. You can't really punish somebody who doesn't remember anything. What are you punishing? There's nothing for her to reflect on and learn from. Well, I'll never make that choice again. That I don't remember why I made that choice to begin with. Uh, you know, uh, you got to wait the only for her. Thing that they, could, they could, they could put her, well, you know, I, I think that it wouldn't be too far fetched for them to put her in some kind of, um, care facility, mental health really, facility. Really, really, really what's, what it seems to be boiling down to when it comes to the big debate of what should happen to Esme when it comes to actually punishing her for what she's done. And that is some sort of locked away in some sort of... Yeah. government institution whether it actually be real prison whether it be a mental institution the right. fans as a whole who fi- who find esme's punishments so far to be lacking pretty much are all 100 percent aligned on she needs to uh, spend some time behind some bars she and does. then I come agree. back i agree yeah yeah so i don't know exactly why it's the um why it's specifically a facility that this character needs to find themselves in to um, be seen as punished um, because from, from, my, be from what I've seen, she was also locked away for nine months as a prisoner in Windermere. So what, what is the difference between being in Ferncliff or actual prison versus being locked away in Windermere? There's a big difference. Windermere's a lot safer. Explore. <laughs> oh, so you want her to have a chance to get shipped. She fell off of a parapet and lost her memories. Well, the time she pitched her own, she pitched her own butt over it once. She sure did. She got tossed over <laughs> it by Ava and then threw herself over it. Oh my god! Yes. I, I, I had forgotten that she went over that parapet twice. Anyway, I ask all these questions not because I harbor these opinions. I ask these questions because it's how people have conversations. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, when it comes down to it, yeah, there's still there's still a lot more that Esme needs to go through before she can be ingratiated back into society. It, it'll be. It'll be very interesting to see, though, when 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 the character of Esme does get her memory back. You know, is she gonna go? Is she gonna go trying to be the new Esme, or is she gonna go? Well, no wonder I have these feelings, because this is who I really am. All right, maybe not. Is she gonna lean months. into Heather, or is she gonna lean into her new example? She's gonna do something. She's going to lose something, I'll tell you that. Um, let's see, uh, nine, nine, it wasn't nine months. It was probably more like six months because she did disappear and then come back showing pregnancy. So I'll correct myself on that one. Thank you very much, yeah. Nikisha. Um, and then Esme didn't fall. She jumped risking her own child's life. She had, did she, well, yeah. yeah, she did. She was desperate to get out of there. She had enough. She, she had enough. Well, she did pitch her own butt over it, though, didn't At she? Windermere, she had freedom. Freedom to do what? Freedom to stare at all of that rotting art and get fed? No, she really didn't have very much freedom because she didn't really get she didn't really get to leave the room. Um, you know, it was a big cell. It was a nice cell, but it was a cell. It was still a cell. Um, you it was know, a Nikisha, cell. Uh, she, Nikisha says, I wish I could have had bed rest in the castle when I was pregnant. And I don't think you're going to get anybody saying you're wrong for that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to disagree with you on that. I've never been pregnant and I still want bed rest in the castle. So but she was she was. But to me, I to me, the biggest difference is. There was a level of safety on the castle that you're not going to have in the jailhouse, even if you're going to, you know, even if you're going to the nice jail where uh, what Alexis fe- was. What if the fear is I'm going to have my, listen, guys, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm just saying, what if, okay, please don't, 
please don't. And you're not, so I'm just reminding you to not. <laughs> um, 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 uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. 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 So, it's a crazy TV show. <laughs> uh, I, do, I don't, sometimes I wonder if Esme, and gosh, you know, I just don't think this is the right way to go because the fans will just, they just going to have a heart attack if this happens. Um, it kind of seems like he's going to like her again a little bit. The people who are really supporting Sprina will have a heart attack. There's plenty of other people out there that you know, will be fine with it and don't don't really care. Yeah. Um, but it seems like maybe, maybe, maybe. And, you know, if she gets and she leans back into her old self, um, she'll she'll work that. She'll work it out. She'll work it out. There's a couple of she'll things to keep in mind. She, she doesn't have Ryan anymore. Ryan was definitely a driving force when it came to like, this is how you do it. This is what you do. This is what you manipulate. This is the strings you pull. He, mm -hmm. She doesn't have that anymore. Uh, she showed time and time again that when she did something on her own, it failed miserably. Yeah. They, they showed it. And any time that Ryan was like, this is what you need to do, it was a success. So she doesn't yes. have that Ryan influence anymore. So who knows how right. good she would be at any of this. When yeah, she he played the long gets... game a lot better than her, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. Tenth floor coming together better. in the chat. Finally, Daisy and Nikisha agree on the fact that Esme has not gotten enough. Has not gotten enough. Uh, Daisy says oh, that she, she did have catered meals. Now, that's true. She did have better food at Windermere than she would have had at the, at the prison. And she even got her own little Christmas tree in the prison. Did at, at the, at the, you the know castle. what? You're right, because Nicholas started to soften on her. Oh, you know what? All of these little details. You know what? You're right. Lock her up. Lock her up. Well, throw away the key. Well, she did a lot of things that, you know, she she needs to go to jail. She needs to pay for it. She does need to know what she did, though. Yeah, but, I think that's really the big thing, for me at least, is right now she's not Esme. She's Esmeralda. You know, she's somebody but, else. But the thing is, though, when she does get her memory back, everything she's heard about herself, and she knows that people are just waiting for her to know what she did, for her to realize what she did, yeah, she for her keep to be prosecuted. Secret. She has no reason to tell anyone when she gets her memory back. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. She won't. Mm -mm. No. No. She'll find out somehow. She'll be found out somehow, though. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think about that Christina and that Dex, huh? All right, we got we got Christina being like, Spencer, you should go spend time with Ace and Esme. And we got Dex being like, I want to be your new best friend, Trina. You're my best friends. You're my girlfriend's best friend. I'll be here for you. Well, I think I thought that was natural, actually. Yeah. You know, because if you have, I think a lot of people don't necessarily have this. Um, and, um, very often, your best friend is not necessarily your spouse's friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're more of an acquaintance, but they don't have that same level of friendship uh, hey, with you. Uh, and he goes to go play video games somewhere. And, you know, and there, once, there was, she was much closer to Cameron. Yes. Yes, they were a big trio together. Yes. So, you know, maybe she's just reaching, they're kind of reaching for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Daisy, I was not pitching that Christina and Dex get together. I was just saying that they're two characters that kind of interacted with everybody's favorite Sprina. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I liked it. I, I liked how Trina was also like, well, okay, I'll talk to you because, you know, why not? Sit down. 
<laughs> well, and I think he's actually a good ear. You know, he's yeah, sure. Dex has got you know he's he's got he's holding that silver gun right now. He's still um, super sensitive, man, though. But he's still a sensitive soul man. So, so, so this is this is where I'm at with it now. Mercy, he's a, he's a typical soap opera guy. So, so seeing as <laughs> seeing as Cyrus is is being drawn into the Gatlin Holt situation, I am no longer as excited for the possibility of Cyrus being Dex's dad. There was a couple of days where I'm like, oh man, Cyrus Renault could be Dex's father. Ah, but he's not really getting involved in that. That's fine. That's fine. Because here's where we're at. Here's where we're at. I think it's pretty much undeniable at this point, especially with what we've been seeing with Dex recently. There's no way that kid ain't Jason's. Yeah? That's Jason's son. Because here's why. He was sitting there and he was talking to Trina, all that kind of stuff, and you mentioned the silver gun in his pocket and stuff. And it made mm -hmm. me done. It made me realize right here in my middle brain. Mm-hmm. what Jason would have been like if he didn't bash his head over, <laughs> over a rock. If he was emotionally available to be like, oh, yeah, oh, tell me more about it. He'd be more like Dex. I'm a sensitive, tough guy. Yeah, he'd be a lot more like Dex. So yeah. I didn't think about it like that, but you're right. You're right. Yep, yep. yep. I'm always going to point to the fact that, that Jason has brain damage and always, always use that as an excuse for any number of different things. <laughs> well, he bashed his head over a rock when he was 16. He doesn't remember nothing. That's why, well, <laughs> um... He is emotionally unavailable in a lot of instances, Jason was. Yeah. If he ain't Carly, I don't care. <laughs> who is his mom, asks Jeannie. I have, I really have no idea. I don't know who would be appropriate to be Dex's mom. Because um, he's like, uh, what, 24 or something? I don't really know what Jason was doing in the year 2000. Um, so. That'd be kind of interesting to look back at that little time frame, huh? Maybe yeah. like, you know, maybe to like 98 to 02, kind of right in there. Yeah, I really have no idea. No, no clue what's going on there. 98 Who was... Who was, was he? Michael was, was a toddler. He? I don't know. You, you, you all tell us. Ah. Who would be appropriate to be uh, Dex, Dex's? Um, I mean, I like the idea of Courtney being Dex's mom. That way he can be related to Spencer. Courtney, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. I'm with it. I'm with it. I don't know exactly how that works. He would be actually related to Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be related to Sonny. He'd be Sonny would be his uncle. Spencer. Anyway, I have no idea. Courtney being the mom would be fun, says Nikisha. So maybe that's it. Maybe Ooh, I like that. Maybe that's it. I like the cool. idea of Jason as Courtney's parents as Estee. So there we go. There we go. That's, that's we're here. here we go. The official 10th floor podcast prediction. <laughs> oh, I if, love that. If 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 we talked about this on the Bold and the Beautiful, excuse me, the Days of Our Lives podcast that we did uh, earlier today, Days of Our Dummies, check it out. But we talked about, you know, because Steve Burton's contract with Days of Our Lives is coming up to an end in like October or something like that. September. September. And so there's big speculation. Only like a month left. There's big speculation. Oh, there's a big speculation that since um, the COVID restrictions have lifted off the general hospital set, that the door is open now, possibly and potentially if parties are interested for Steve Burton to return to General Hospital if that's what they want to do. So we'll see. We'll see. I have no idea. I have no idea. I think Steve Burton would run back home oh, in a heartbeat. Me. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. He did it, he did it a number of years ago. He ran home. He ran home. He's like, this young restless is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wear a suit. It'll be very interesting. To, I, I I thought about this because I, I, I do think he's going to come back. 
um, I thought about this because, you know, uh, Steve Burton got a full sleeve tattoo now. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are they going to do with that? Are they going to try to like, you know, digitally take it out? Oh, they, don't, they, have the, they don't have the funds for that. He's just going to have to have a sleeve. But here's the thing. I it's saw I saw recently. A, so um, prominent. I think it was it was like Tyler Christopher's last day or something like that uh, as Nicholas. Some, mm-hmm. Something about his last something, something, mm-hmm. something, something playing Nicholas. And, and, and in it, he had he had taken his shirt off. And so Nicholas was shirtless. And Tyler mm-hmm. Christopher has this giant like shoulder back tattoo. Okay. That Nicholas clearly had when Tyler Christopher was playing him. And when mm-hmm. other actors play him, their character doesn't have the tattoo. So it's possible that it's just going to exist and not be talked about. That would be, <laughs> if they don't want to try to cover it up. And I, I don't know. They couldn't do that forever. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think uh, it would. No. It's a lot of makeup. It's a lot, it's a lot of time and effort to cover up a whole thing when you can just have it on there so long as it's not inappropriate. Like there's not like boobies or something on it, right? Uh, I do find <laughs> it when I watch in days though, I do find it so distracting. Because he's Jason to your brain? Because I'm oh, trying oh, to tattoo. look at it really yeah. too. I'm trying to see what it all is right? because it is a sleeve. So, you know, it's a continuation of things. Mm-hmm. It's It has a theme. Right. So I'm just, I'm just trying to look at it all the time, see the different elements of it. I'm sure if you go on Instagram or something, you find all kinds of different pictures right. of him. <laughs> I think most of them are letting the tats be seen. Um, ignore the tats, says Estee. Uh, they can use tattoo cover up, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, Estee also suggests that Jason will come and save Anna and Sunny from the Titans. Maybe. Oh, I, you know, if, I if he to... can find himself back on set as early as October, then that means we can have him back as soon as November on the screen for sweeps. I want something just as crazy and off the stupid chain as him dropping through the ceiling like he did when he came back the last <laughs> time. No, of course, he was patient six many, many days before that. Yes, yes. But, do you, you know, remember, that... Do you remember they were leading up Steve Burton returns to General Hospital and it was like a big two-week campaign and it's like, in five days, Steve exactly. Burton's back, right? And then finally, <laughs> finally, his big return to General Hospital was the last two seconds of the episode in which they just showed his blue eyes. Exactly. <laughs> And that was the end of the episode. It reminded, me, it reminded me so much of one of the times that Jeannie Francis came back with all these showgirls or stupid stiletto heels walking <laughs> around for days. For days, it seemed like. <laughs> we watched, we saw Jeannie Francis's feet. Like, what is this? And we all knew it was Jeannie. We all knew it was Laura's feet. We were like, the most it was recognizable so feet in daytime. It was so it was days of her feet. Days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I mean, at least she had feet to walk on, unlike Molly. <laughs> Molly. <laughs> Poor Molly Davis. No, she got a little boot on, she huh? She got a little boot and she got crutches. She can't go nowhere. No. She can't go nowhere. So um, since since the um, um, surrogate agency representative showed up to the house, I was thinking, did they put her in the boot simply so they didn't have to build a new set? <laughs> <laughs> It's just days of lead up. Oh, I hurt myself. I hurt myself. Let's establish that I'm that I'm hurt. And so we No, they can flip that last set that's an office into something real fast. I don't need a set for that. <laughs> Not one. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, we got we got Molly and TJ. You know, moving forward with their surrogacy plans. Mm-hmm. You know, hunting down now. I guess a traditional surrogate. You know, there's no reason to get three people involved. We'll just get two, TJ and somebody else. We don't need somebody's egg and that person and this person and that. Mm-hmm. And then like select the sperm that I want to use specifically. It's just too much. It's just too much. Why don't you just stick TJ in a room with this person? They'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> it's the least expensive option. Uh <laughs> oh god it's so it's so dirty oh my goodness anyway so you know they're gonna go traditional surrogate i mean do you think at this point it's just we're just dragging our feet to the foregone conclusion absolutely but what's it gonna be what's it gonna take why are they going to make that decision because right now they're very against the idea i don't know know. (laughs) i i don't know but i mean it's just it's just obvious from the get-go that's where the story's going because it's been brought up too many times already. So, I don't. in this particular instance, if they go long game with story when they get to Christina, it's, it's just ridiculous. They should be working that out in the next three weeks. Boom. Christina's going to, yeah. Hopefully. We don't need a long story for this. You know, I don't know if Christina like... We what have plenty of other long stories. For sure. I, I'm with you on it. I just, I just, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be at this point. What is it going to be that changes their mind? Is it simply going to be, well, we've been over the library of circuits. None of them are speaking to us. None of them Something are the, like that, yes. none of them are the vegetarian, um, you know, partner having. Yes. They are going to pick apart and overanalyze everybody. I only drink water Molly. melted from polar ice caps, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, actually, to me, sort of, in the last few months, and especially with her being a lawyer as well, they are turning um, Molly into our little Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 You yeah. seen that? You seen that? She's the advocate, just like Alexis was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with it. Whatever. And she, she's you know. Better. She tends to overanalyze everything. I like that. Like that was kind of cute when they were like, are we overthinking this? And she goes, yes, yeah, just like everything, sit down. Exactly. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Like Christina, that. she, the thing that she has that her mom has is diarrhea of the mouth. Wow. Okay, mom. This is good analysis. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, we got, we got the advocate. We've got the, um, we got the fighter and we've got the, um, the, the, the compassionate one. I forget what the word was. Uh, so yeah, you got you got the lawyer, you got the motor mouth, and you got the one that's gonna punch you. Mm-hmm. All three faces of Alexis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. You know, even though even though we're got we have gotten to get used to you know we we have to get used to these new Davis girls. Um, <clears throat> I'm already there with um, Christina. Yeah, yeah. I'm already used to her. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, she's been there a little longer. And there's been a little more deliberateness when it comes to introducing us to Kate, um, introducing the type of Christina that she's going to be playing through little bit scenes that she had leading up to introducing the story. We didn't have that same time with Molly, who is trying to pretty much figure out on the fly who this character is and how to play her and how to get these relationships going and how to do a voice. Jeannie says, funny Mm -hmm. how, how she's older, but has a younger voice. I don't know. She just has a high voice. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily younger. 
she does remind me of yeah you're right though all three of the girls have distinct alexis things about them yeah uh daisy says i think christina is bipolar and if that's the case daisy then maurice bernard is going to eat that up actually that. i think actually i think um well it's kind of when it comes to his children though it has been done yeah. morgan was bipolar okay do it again morgan's dead <laughs> you can't it do it with to be Morgan the same anymore. Story. It can be the same, you know. Could, it doesn't have to be the same story. No, it'll be the exact same story. She's gonna get blown up in a car bomb and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jeannie says, "I think Betty would would do well as Molly." You know what? You know what, Jeannie? You know what? Maybe. I've, I, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of Molly, and I've seen a little bit of Betty. I think that Betty's been great as Betty, but I have no idea how she'd do as Molly. No clue whatsoever if she'd be able to analyze and do that material. Uh, Betty's villainous. She's very, you know, shady character, and that is uh, a type that's that 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 an actor can excel at and absolutely freaking bomb the emotional connections and screen tests and all that kind of stuff when it comes to a long-term partnership. So it's hard for me to sit on the outside and necessarily agree, but I also can't disagree either because I don't know. I tell you what, though, I want to see more of Betty. I know that she's a short-term character, as she should be. Yeah. But man, she's fun to watch. She's gonna get killed. She's gonna get she's killed. killed. She's gonna get killed. She's gonna get killed. <laughs> and who knows? I mean, maybe maybe this Molly isn't gonna work out. I mean, they're all under like three-month contracts and stuff. And who knows? Maybe we'll have a new, new, new Molly before you know it. <laughs> uh, could be, not. but I do like this one more than uh, Molly number two. Yeah, we're fine. I think we're okay. I think we are. But yeah, we're 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 clearly moving forward to Christina ultimately being pregnant and dealing with all of these things that they're worried about, <laughs> you know, where yeah. she will be overbearing and opinionated and show up where she doesn't need to be in barge in swearing about interactions with Jocelyn at Kelly's. I'd rather poke my eyes out. Well, Jocelyn was kind yeah, of, they, they were fun. They were fun. <laughs> you know, they, they're going to, they, they can, they're going to be good fight. Jocelyn and Christina. Yes, because yeah. they both got some, you know, they both got a lot of spunk. Oh, I, I, they're going to be, you know how we used to love to watch Lulu and Maxie fight before they <laughs> became best friends. And now you're going to see it with Christina and Jocelyn. They're just going to go at it. They're going to hate each other. Um, I would never work at Charlie's like you. Well, Lulu and, Lulu and Maxie hated each other and had all that problem with the whole baby situation. Mm -hmm. Old Rocco Ben situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, well, yeah. now that's a, now there's water under a very comatose bridge. <laughs> no, we're gonna get, we're gonna get active stuff. Christina doesn't like Joss. Joss doesn't seem to appreciate Christina very much. Uh, I, I thought it was hilarious when she barged into the apartment saying that Jocelyn was a B word. That was good. <laughs> that was good stuff. That was so. Speaking of Jocelyn, she was at Kelly's with her mom. She was wearing an apron, slinging hash. Slinging hash. Where are you going? I'm going to go get my... Oh. I went to go get my... Um... You guys, I made something for Miss Laura Wright. I'm going to send it to her tomorrow. <laughs> It's a mossy uh, flowering pot. It's a mossy, like, flowering pot thing. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing, but 
I decided to do it because it's mossy, it's hilarious, and I want to help her with her design. <laughs> for the brand new Kellys. For the brand new Kellys. So I thought this is a lovely centerpiece for maybe the tables outside. <laughs> just, just so everybody's aware, we're going to send this to the show and we're going to send a very lovely note to Laura yes, Wright. And we're going to say, you can have this, put this on the set if you will. But let's be real here. That thing's going to either sit in a corner of her dressing room or find its way past through people's dressing room as a joke. And I am looking forward to seeing what's going yes. to happen with this thing. Yes. And, and, you know, we cannot deny the power of the moss. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot, and Laura Wright cannot deny the power of the moss either. It seems as though moss tweets are one of her favorite things to interact with on Twitter. So, <laughs> so I'm sending that to Laura Wright tomorrow. Yeah. Jeannie says that Molly too started to work for me uh, when she and TJ were talking about it and then boom, the next day, number three comes on. So maybe Jeannie, you're going to have that moment in which it starts to click for you with the new one as well, with the current one. Yeah. This Molly. But yeah, whatever. She's injured. She can't get off that couch and she wants to have a baby. She's got baby fever. I saw people talking about it. They're <laughs> like, when did this happen? Why, why do they have baby fever? They were so dedicated to their careers and she used to love love, but then she started to like really dedicate herself to, 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 to being a lawyer and she didn't talk about babies and all that kind of stuff for a long time. I feel as though realizing that you can't have a baby just reawakened all that stuff inside her. Absolutely. She put it away. She was focused on getting her degree, and her she, career. And, and she and TJ both were disappointed with their negative result on their test. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had talked themselves into, you know. Oh, well, now's the time. Well, they had talked know. themselves into it and started to have some feelings. Some excitement over maybe having a child yes. of her own. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It was suggested in the chat, you know, why don't they try uh, adopting? And that's that's actually something. They talked about it several times. They had a couple of days of them having mm -hmm. a discussion as to about, about what direction they wanted to go in. And ultimately it came down to, you know, Molly really like pushing TJ to, to say would you prefer to have a biological your own kid and mm -hmm. finally he said yeah that would be the preferred situation for me this is what but i that's would a hard thing to say as the guy right oh like, i think so. you can't have your so. own genetic child but it's important to me for me to have mine like that's a hard thing to say to somebody is well sure and just because you can't doesn't mean that i shouldn't right you know but at the same wouldn't it be kind of cool i would love to see them at the show do this do both both adopt a baby oh, and yeah. have make a baby yeah. do both <laughs> at the same time <laughs> oh my gosh uh do, 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 do. yeah so that that's the future of that uh daisy says christina hasn't learned from her past her taking up for esme and nina was ridiculous was it ridiculous or was it in character I think I think Christina's basic uh, personality has remained the same, but this uh, Kate just brings a little more roughness, a little little gruffness to it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more, it's more of a rough. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. A little more in your face. Yeah, I feel like she would punch me a lot faster than Lexi Ainsworth would. Yes. Yeah. But the person, the 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 base personality beats are the same. Essentially, the same. 
Yeah. 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 The one that can't get it down. I feel like she comes off as more of a screw up, honestly, than Lexi Ainsworth ever did. There's something about the composure of Lexi Ainsworth just as a human being that I always felt like, why are you holding yourself back, Christina, from being mm-hmm. what it is that you're clearly supposed to be? Why are you not trying? Why are you selling yourself short in such a way where you're going to manage Charlie's and be okay with that? And, yeah. and I don't have that same, like, <laughs> like kind of with Kate. I mean, I know they're adults already, but they did as them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Um, I feel as though, um, I feel as though they, I don't a think that they bit. necessarily intended on doing that to Molly. I think they intended on doing it to Christina. I think they moved Christina from 20s to 30s purposefully. Yep. Molly kind of just happened by circumstance and i believe that they just kind of used the opportunity to say okay well let's just let's make molly a little older too that way we can have more stories i don't know uh there's also been talk uh you know well they're they're a resident they're a brand new just training da and we also have to keep in mind that you know timelines and so planned are not real so um I, I tj was a resident when he said i'm starting my residency and then two weeks later he was now a full-fledged doctor um when you're alone meeting patients and not having to report on a regular basis to your superior character and all that kind of stuff here yan yang you a doctor <laughs> oh, i think that's where we got with, with tj you know uh, I, I, I don't see him as a resident anymore i see him as a full staffer Absolutely. Thanks for coming, Sandy. You staff in no time. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you know, we'll see if, we'll see if, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that or not. Maybe I'll go to a different hospital in because I'm just so intimidated by my love. Uh, I liked them this week, though. I did. I loved, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That was the most exaggerated fit I've ever seen from you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daisy, that, that there, there's perfect, perfect way to look at it. Her taking up for Nina and Esme is part of her screw up personality. So if you see that as a mistake, <laughs> par for the course, par for the course. <laughs> uh, babies are wanted once they are around. Some go months without being on camera, but again, COVID was part of that. I don't know what you're talking about, Jeannie, but you're right. <laughs> it's hard to get babies on that set. <laughs> and and they uh, that's why ace is almost two my god it's because it's hard to get babies on that shit <laughs> anyway so finn and elizabeth divisive people still hate them or love them but it's starting to warm up for them there's, there, there's people are, are are getting a little more with it and this is what they did once again mom once more once more general hospital said you remember that sh- that we did with elizabeth's parents you forget it <laughs> right <laughs> Don't forget that, okay? That thing didn't happen. There's a, I'm sorry, by the way. <laughs> you know, well, what are your red flags? Uh, well, you dated my sister. Uh, you know, uh, not I killed your ex-wife. Um, my parents brainwashed me into being crazy, so I took sleeping pills, and then you invaded my personal life for months. Don't forget it. Don't forget it, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> that was just a facade. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fever dream. Uh, that was something that 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 um that Jake made up. 
when he was like he was telling lies to his grandparents on the phone you know what's happening with mom because he just wanted the, the parents to come and when the parents yeah, came they yeah. saw everything was fine and they went you know what we don't need to mess up a good thing so they turned around and they went home and that is it that is what really happened everything else well, I, forget I, it i noticed that too <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have i noticed that too but I'm sorry, but you know, using Deanna with a little note, and you know, do you like me? Check the answer. Like, oh, I loved it. You know, date? Yes, no. Um, I like how it, it didn't start with him giving her the note. It started with her response. Give this to Doctor Finn, and then he opens up and sees what it is, and it was the note he'd previously given her before the episode. It was it was cute. Yeah. Criticism on Twitter because Twitter's where people go to just whine all the time. Um, <laughs> But they were just like, oh, well, middle school, what are they, 12? But yes, I mean, it's cute. It's cute. I thought Who it was doesn't want to write a note, yes or no, and like re-reach into that, I got a crush on you energy from when you're a kid. Like, people do that stuff. They do. You know, it was, it was, it was adorable. Adorable was what it is. I... Carolyn doesn't like them, but that's all right. It's okay. You have my I tell permission. you what. You know, that little note, do you like me, uh, check yes or no, that work on me and like a charm. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Cinda says it was the elephant in the room, the way Finn and Liz started to talk about the whole situation with, uh, skirted the whole situation with Rico. And that was the point. The point mm -hmm. was they didn't talk about <laughs> it. The point was they, po they talked about all of the other issues that have come up between Finn and Elizabeth, except that one. Yes. <laughs> this is the show saying, forget that. Move mm -hmm. forward with this. And you either have a choice, and you have the choice right now. You either go with the show, because that's where they're taking you, or you can say it's wrong and be angry about it, but it's not going to change anything. And you, and also, you know, if, also, you, you, we know the character Elizabeth's not going to be written different yet. Elizabeth does not stay with the same dude. <laughs> it's destined to break up exactly <laughs> so we'll see but in the meantime we're, we're gonna get Someday the romance they're gonna stick her with somebody had a stick but in the meantime we're gonna get the romance we're gonna get the impeccable teamwork between Fizz and finn and elizabeth there will not be a situation in which they cannot handle in their unified front especially when it comes to medical situations they'll probably find themselves in situations where they have to nurse and doctor somebody back to health on a regular basis I think I think what they've done with them the last couple of weeks has been kind of cute. I've actually kind of gotten back on board with them. I can almost say I like 2.0 better than the first one. Well, Maybe. it's easier to like this rewatch. It's easy. It is easier. It's easier because it's it's done in a more agreeable, more soapy way. It's less about covering up the 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 the, the Peter thing and just the, the weird tension, the craziness, uh, yeah. the invade the invasiveness of. And which, you know, it might not necessarily, not necessarily have been what they were hoping to depict. It's just what it came off like. You know, let, let's try to be a little forgiving to the show. Because I don't think that they intend on putting out things that offend people. Uh, at least I hope they don't intend to do that. And so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until I find some hard evidence. Um, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Buddy. yeah, uh, it's, it's being relaunched. I'm here for it. Um, I, liked, I liked how they ended it in kind of like that, that split screen. It was a little cute. It was, you know, really... kind of a, kind of like a you got mail. Oh, <laughs> oh you've got mail. What a good movie. Ah, oh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. <laughs> uh, I do like Finn and Liz. Um, 
But when you like the actors, it's easy for me, says Jeannie. And that's totally true. If, you, if you've been a big and, fan of them. And, speak, and speaking of that, too, I really see between the two of them, uh, I get the impression that, that Rebecca and Michael are enjoying what they're doing right now. I think so. I think they're liking it a lot more now than they have been. I think so. Clearer. It's easier to play. I'm with it. I'm with it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, let's see here. We're going to quickly just blaze through some stuff. Because uh, we talked about a lot already. Um, Stella visited Curtis. Um, it was a little bit different than what I, what I expected. Because I expected Stella to be like, get off that bed. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And it was yeah. definitely not that at all. No. <laughs> at all. Um, not really too much to say other than just, you know, we're seeing Curtis's journey of acceptance right now. Um, he'll be interacting with everybody going forward as they sure. let them know what, let him know what they think, you uh, know, trying to help. He's going, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, uh, the stages of grief that he's feeling over the loss of his legs are kind of like the stages of the grief that we all feel as human beings, you know, you're in denial, you know, you're, you're angry, you're sad. Sometimes people get that switched yeah, <laughs> and at the end it. there's acceptance. Yeah. And he'll get to the acceptance part, you know, it'll still be rough for him to reconnect with his family in such a way. He'll still not want their help because I'm such a strong man and all that kind of stuff. But well, I know, do think that there. they're depicting it kind of the way that human beings do for the large part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Comet was unavailable. So they got a different horse. This horse is so pretty. I noticed that horse right away. It's so pretty. Cody Much is. prettier than Comet. And I love its start tags on its forehead. It's so pretty. Oh. Pretty horse. Cody is still staunchly on the side of Sasha. Well, if she started doing drugs and somebody drugged her, like there's just nothing in his brain that, said, that thinks that. Cody and Sam are going to get. They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. And they're going to get Gladys. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good pairing, too. I really like Sam and Cody. I I do too. I they do. They have too. good energy, and I don't get like that ooh sexy, you know, chemistry no. from them at all. But I still no. like them together. You know, it's it's good. It's good to achieve. I, I, yeah, it is. It, it is, and I think you know that um, they could wind up being best friends, trio best friends. Yeah, yeah, you know, until Sam and Dante have to break up for whatever reason. Well, Sam and Dante have got to break up because Lulu's going to wake up. Yeah, you know, we'll see if we get there. Seems to be maybe on the horizon, or at least you know, you know how GH does. It's rumblings about it. They'll do something, and then in eight months they'll say, "Hey, remember that scene we did eight months ago? It was actually because we're doing this now." So, you know, we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, no true. guarantees ever. Well, like we said last week, though, we said this last week. We will know that we are going to know that Lulu's coming back if Laura goes and visits her. If Laura goes and visits her while she's in a coma, Lulu's going to wake up. She's going to wake up. She going to wake up because Laura's magic. She's woken up from her own comatose state. She was locked in. Um, Jeannie says, who picks up the horsey poo? Cody does. That's Cody's job. Yeah, Cody just lives in the fanciest uh, stable that we've ever seen in creation. For I some mean, reason, I there's the... a sitting room in which a horse could just look at you. I, I've never seen it before in my life, but I've also never been to a lot of stables. So it could be super normal for all I know. Well, no, it's not. It's not, Matt. It's not, okay? I've been to a few steps. I've been to a stable or two. Yeah, I no, they don't look like that. And even the other things on television where you see a stable, it don't look like it's that. It never looked like that. No, it's a living room with, like, horse access. It's a little strange. And you shouldn't be eating in there. That's like there's horse hay and hair all over the place. It's not sanitary. Can you exactly. imagine the number of flies that must actually live in that house? 
Exactly. The number of flies. That's something they need to depict. If they're going to spend any money on CGI, it should be the CGI flies that live in Cody's stable house. They should stay walking. You know, it's, it seems to me that the set for the boathouse is more believable <laughs> with a stable Isn't beside it. Isn't a gatehouse? It. They're in a gatehouse, right? So the gate. A... Well, it used to be the boathouse, and now they changed it to the gatehouse. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> they redecorate. What is even in the gate? Is it like a house that's near the gate? Is that where the servants who open and close the gate are supposed to live? I don't, I don't understand what wrong. a gatehouse is. Chad, if you can tell me what a gatehouse gate house, is. The gatehouse is the little hut that the uh, parking attendant usually sits in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's a really big gatehouse, then. I know. It's a full cottage I with must two be bedrooms. Wrong. I don't know. It could be three. <laughs> Curtis will walk by February sweeps 2024. Carolyn shouts to the gods in hope. Uh, <laughs> oh, I want it before then. I want Curtis to be walking for Christmas. Just get up out of that chair, Curtis. Just walk to your family. They need you. They need you, don't you know? It's cold and it's snowy out here. You're not going to survive on your own. You need to get <laughs> up out of that chair right now and go to him. Trina needs you. Trina needs you right now because Spencer just broke her heart. Trina walked in to see Spencer making a new baby with Esme. He lit Twitter on fire. Trina <laughs> needs you. She needs you now, Curtis. Get up and run. Run, Curtis, run. Oh, my God. What a terrible accent. I am from, not, I'm not from <laughs> Ireland. I am not anywhere close to being from Ireland. I am from the United States of America. The Bay Area of California, to be exact. Indeed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, that was my father, Clarence, from All My Children. <laughs> A long, long lot of him. <laughs> Trina needs you. Twitter's whining too hard. You need to go save her. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that happened. Um, Cody. Uh, you know, they're going to bust her out or something. She needs to run into somebody. Who's in Who's in that crazy loony bin right now? Nobody, right? Nobody's in Ferncliff but Sasha. It's not like Days of Our Lives where we just go fridge the cast over there for a while until we need them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she is the only one there in Ferncliff right now, right? Mm -hmm. I think Susan Moore lived in the gatehouse when Jason was born, says Jeannie. Was she hidden in the gatehouse? Like, ooh, they didn't know that Alan snuck Susan in there? Probably. Uh, probably. He might even held her prisoner in there. I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't know. So I didn't I didn't get a lot of Alan Alan's story when I was watching. You know, I knew who Alan Quartermain was. I remember him, you know, being a father. Hmm. Parent. Well he figure. and Monica were always fussing. And Monica, fussing, fussing, you know. Fussing. But I really didn't get to see much deep Alan story. I certainly didn't see anything of him as a younger a childless man, you know, or a man that only had young children. Like I've only known like like, really, like, the, the time of General Hospital that really pr is most present in my mind when it comes to the earliest I can reach back to have mm -hmm. memories of watching it is, like, nine, like 96, 97, 98 type of deal. Lucky was already 14. Elizabeth was on the show. Carly was on the show. Michael was a baby. middle school. Yeah, Jason and Robin were a thing, raising baby Michael. Mm -hmm. um lila was still around um i remember there was i don't know well, maybe i think there was a big quarter main fight that was happening in the common room the old common room not the current one but the other one with doors where i think it was like a more of a brown motif maybe yes it was a lot of wood 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 yeah and a then um, yeah and then like the 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 foyer into the house i think also was much larger 
Um, and uh and the door i think was behind them like it was a it was upstage uh rather than off to the side uh because right? yeah. they moved the door i remember them saying oh they moved the door in the quarter main house how weird uh, <laughs> uh, and then they would like press their ears against do the you doors remember, to try do you to remember listen. luke and alice i Were remember luke so you don't remember the the maid that worked for the Quartermain family that was like a big wrestler. She looked I know like... you've mentioned her before and yeah. I've seen a picture, but it doesn't really connect for me. Uh, that was so fun. If you you know <laughs> maybe, maybe you should watch it like on YouTube and try to find because they, they were comedy. Mm -hmm. Luke and they were and comedy. Were good. So I, I remember that set um from, from way back when and I think there was some sort of big Quartermain squabble. Uh, that was happening mm -hmm. and Lila was there in her wheelchair and stuff and I just I have this remember I just I, I, I have this memory I don't know if it's real or not like I said my memory seems to be really unreliable like I could have <laughs> dreamed it and decided it's real anyway um I just I just remember her like taking her cane and like pounding it on the ground really quickly just to get everybody's attention to tell them to quiet down and yes stop fussing. it happened <laughs> it did happen boom, boom, boom. yes and they all snapped their neck at her <laughs> yeah because Lila was the most gentle spirit that the Quartermains could have ever deserved. Mm -hmm. And, they, it <laughs> and was just so for her to raise her voice or talk, you know, sternly was. Billy Warlock, AJ was there fighting with Alan. Ned was screaming over everybody. Monica, I'm sure, was involved. Emily could have been screaming. Edward, of course, was absolutely in the middle of it. And she spoke to each one of the family members separately. Uh, they made sure that there was lots of scenes like that where she spoke to them individually and she was able to reach them. Yeah, I do remember some soft scenes between Lila and Jason where, where um, I do remember understanding, even in my you know middle school mind, that of the Quartermain family, Jason and Lila were the only one that still had a relationship. Yes. I think he still called her grandma, didn't he? Uh, I I think he called her grandmother. Yes, grandmother. But he never he yes. never just started calling her Lila or anything. No. You know. No. Even yeah. though he didn't really recall her, mm -hmm. he had his uh, level of respect and regard for her. Oh man, I gotta uh, go watch like the best of the reverence. You know that she he had for her. Somebody was... send me a bunch of Lila links, okay? Yeah. Maybe we a could really do a cute a cute one is a cute storyline of Lila's is when she when they lost their money and she had Lila's pickles. Lila's pickles, yeah. So maybe we should find out when um uh, Anna Annalee, her name is Annalee. Annalee. We should find out when Annalee's birthday is, and then maybe we can do a special on Lila. Oh, that's a good around idea. that time. You know, that's a good idea. She could be hundred at some point. That'd be a really good time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We don't have to do know. some research on that. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, I wonder if Olivia is going to start dressing up like a rock and roll girl that that uh, might snap net out of it. I think that Olivia is definitely going to lean into some more punk nature, maybe just to try to like connect with Eddie. I think that Lisa LeCicero dressed up in 80s Madonna kind of garb would be so awesome and she would there. look so great yeah i do think that we're headed in that direction i, I really <laughs> she do. would look she's gonna she will knock this out of the park all right all right you're not ned you're not ned now you're eddie now you need a different type of girl now you need the type of girl i used to be all right ned. all right eddie but be careful what you ask for be mm -hmm. careful what you ask for because you just might get it <laughs> yeah i love it yeah yeah yeah
Yeah. <laughs> if they don't do that, I'm going to be disappointed. No. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be super awesome. Uh, Wolfgang says yes and yep. I hope it's because of what we just said. <laughs> I can't say it because I'm not sure how long the delay is before people actually uh, hear what we have to say and can reply to it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, I'm, I'm, I'm for that. that that's going to be, that'll be super fun. That'll be super, super fun. Motorcycle jacket and all. I think he's, I think Wolfgang is re responding to your Madonna stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Motorcycle jacket and everything. Uh, Lois needs to come back to see if he knows her. Mm -hmm. Who plays Lois? Rena Sofer. Yeah, is that the same person that just came up in all the Days of Our Life stuff? Yes, the same same person, and like like the Beverly Hills Wives yes. and stuff. That that the same same person. I'm not conflating yes. two different people. No. Oh wow. Okay. Wow, I'm more familiar with who she is than I thought I was. I, I thought you knew that. I, I you know I I just saw I pretty much just saw like the pictures of her in the 80s or 90s or whatever when yeah. like like the promotional shots of her and Ned from back then. Um, but there's something about me. I, where I become blind to people's faces if they majorly change their hairstyle. I don't know what it is. It even happened to me when I was younger watching Forrest Gump. I didn't know that was Tom Hanks because his hair was so GD different from everything else he had ever done. I didn't recognize him as Tom Hanks because it's weird and I need to see a psychologist. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, she had that long, you know, brunette straight hair. And the Renaissance right. that I know from today has that short, flipped hair she might have had a little bit of work done since then um she probably has and i am not intensely familiar with rena sofer just as yeah. a whole i know the name yeah, I, the I, picture I, came across and i'm like oh yeah that is rena sofer but it's not like i ever it's isn't it perfect timing for her to come back because she's not on anything else right now i really don't know what's happening in her life <laughs> well I, she's not on days uh, Hulu Wolfgang, Hulu and ABC.com. You can catch Friday's episode of GH. We covered that earlier, but just as a reminder. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, Rochelle agrees. Yeah, bring bring in Lois, bring in everybody else. Uh, Wally's ex, but that's all right. They're on good terms. We've covered that already. And if they and another character that if they were to bring back, and I know there's no rumblings of this at all. I'm just talking. Yeah. Um, um, Brenda, he should know Brenda. Yes. Oh, Eddie, like would, Eddie know would know Brenda. Eddie would know Brenda well. Brenda wasn't on days. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't so, know. So you know, they brought back Brenda on to Lisa Rena. There we go. See, I don't know things. Thanks, chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See, they are different people. See, we would not survive without you. This is why we went to YouTube. Because otherwise, we were just sitting in a room together making crap up and nobody could tell us anything. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. So, I, so Lisa Renna was uh, Lisa Rena. See, Lisa Renna, Renna Sofer. It's easy for me to not know who the hell I'm talking about, okay? Anyway, Renna Sofer was on Bold. See, she was on Soaps anyway. You know what? Thank you very much, everybody, once again, for helping us out. Lisa Rena is the one on Housewives. No wonder I didn't recognize them as the same person because they aren't. I was right the whole time. And I'm not you crazy. Were. I was and I'm wrong. not crazy. It has nothing to do with hairstyle. It has everything to do with the fact that they are not the same person. They are not the same person. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much, Chad. Well, I was thinking about not. Shoot, I don't even know who I was thinking about now. <laughs> Shoot, you were thinking about Lisa Lois. Rena. I was thinking about Lois. Lois, Lois has been a silver. 
that yes. list is correct. And Lisa Rena was the one that was like, Alan Alar is a terrible person and made my last experience bad and you should fire yes. him. Different people. Different, different lives people. entirely. Okay. They've had different parents. Okay. They have different siblings. I imagine okay. they marry different people. I can't promise that, but I imagine that they marry different people. <laughs> yes. Anyway, back to stuff we do know about. Uh, uh, Tracy noticed that Gregory's sick. That's pretty much it. There's there's the plot beat. There's the development. Yeah, so they're not, I got, you know, and watching that, I realized that they're not going to go with a, a misdiagnosis idea like we talked about before. Oh, no. Yeah, no, he's got ALS. He's going to, they're going to stick with the ALS. Yeah. And I think he and Tracy are adorable together. I like them together. I thought they're cute. They have a little bit of a comedy element to them mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And that you know that she's a she's a crotchety old lady, but he does soften her a little bit. She yeah. enjoys being with him. You know, you know Max. You know Max from Max Updates GH. Mm -hmm. He had a brilliant observation that I didn't even think about. And that is Tracy is actually kind of drawn into the Gregory thing because she's not used to being treated so well, genuinely. Usually people are just kind of sucking up to her and being like, oh, yes, Miss Quartermain, sure. this, yes, servant that, yes, 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 yes. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, kissing your affluent butt. But yeah. Gregory doesn't do that. He's just naturally chivalrous. And neither does Olivia, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Olivia, but she's not nice <laughs> to, to, to Tracy. So Tracy's really not used to, to people being so genuinely good to her because mm -hmm. they're genuinely good. Um, she has yeah. an ability of being so B-wordy that she turns even good people against her because just her mouth. And she's done yeah. that with Gregory a couple of times. And he's still pulling her chair out, giving her the time of day, having the conversation, telling interesting stories. And it's an interesting... Mm -hmm dynamic and it's an interesting uh connection and relationship that she's not used to having in her life maybe even might remind her of luke a little bit um maybe i don't know i don't know how luke treated her probably didn't pull the chair out but <laughs> now he didn't and he called her on he was he was dastardly though too or he did she you know, just kept on going back for more but just you know just <laughs> treating her differently than everybody else seems mm -hmm. to be something that works for her so uh, that was that was that was a good. I mean, I took the observation in deeper places than Max did, but launching that, you know, she's not used to being treated so well. Was like, what? You know what? I think you're right, little man. <laughs> That's pretty deep too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Absolutely. You know, Luke and Tracy cute together. Also, said Jeannie. Uh, Lisa Rinna was also right. married to Harry Hamlin from L.A. Law. I remember Harry Hamlin. He's got that jaw. And I know, well, I, I the, completely the have the separation of the two ladies right now as well. And yeah, she married to Harry Hamlin, was on that housewife show, was on soap operas as a short little thing. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She has two daughters. I know that, Ooh. I know that, I know who the two of them are. And then Rena Sofer. <laughs> was Lois. <laughs> was Lois. DN, period. Nothing else. <laughs> uh gosh we've been going on for an hour and 40 minutes already we haven't even freaking talked about cyrus so we got to do that i guess and then call it done yeah we do <laughs> yeah, uh we do. so cyrus almost went to hell i know you had what a heart did attack. you think what did you think of all that matt i thought that i loved it of course <laughs> 
I can't get enough of my Jeff Cobert. Um, and they just, they really made use of Jeannie Francis before she took off, uh, you know, being the yeah, uh, supernatural judge. Um, they were like, uh, hey, Jeannie, why don't you come live at the studio for like four solid days? <laughs> while we just record and record and record. And I heard uh, from the grapevine uh, from somebody that went to, I think it was called Terrific Con over on the East Coast. And Jeannie Francis was there as a guest. And so they, they went to, they went to chit chatting and, um, mm -hmm. they were talking about, uh, you know, well, what has aired? It was Jeannie's, uh, question. Um, and, uh, I don't, it's, which is, it just means that she's filmed so much and yeah. did a lot and enough for her to not really know where they could possibly be in mm -hmm. what they had filmed, which, which to me shows there's probably a number of things that are still headed our way when it comes to Jeannie Francis. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, we'll see if it's visions with Cyrus. We'll see if it's continued stuff looking for Nicholas or trying to hunt down who might have him now that they suspect that he might be taken, not hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to Cyrus. Oh, back okay. to Cyrus. Back to Cyrus. Just skirting the, the, the just, just the, the edge of hell, uh, <laughs> confronting his sins. And ultimately yes. deciding, is now the time I die? Or do I walk <laughs> out of this cell and allow myself yes. a second chance? <sighs> yeah. Man, and he good. realized that the door was unlocked. Yeah. You could have gotten yourself out of here the whole time. All you had to do was just admit to admit to your worst. You know, stop, stop lying to yourself about, I would uh -huh. never hurt my sister. I would never. I would never. I would never. Uh-huh. But he almost did. Uh-huh. And then he sacrificed, or he sacrificed, gave himself up, allowed the police the opportunity to take him down and arrest him. Uh -huh. I don't know, it's just good stuff, huh? It's good stuff. Yeah. It's a good stuff. I liked it, too. It was a good sequence. It was a good sequence. I liked it. I liked it. Good performances. But he seems Boom to know something out. about Austin, doesn't he? So he wakes up. It's taken GH because he had a heart attack. You know, not a Widowmaker heart attack, it seems, but a heart attack nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... Drew, hero Drew, which I, oh, I like, you know, I like Jailhouse Drew much better. I really think that, too, uh, we're going to find out that the warden, like, is against Cyrus, like, held the medical attention back. You know, they kept on saying, oh, there's a problem in cell block, blah, 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 the medical team can't come through, blah, blah, nah, nah, I think that the warden's like, let him die. Mm-hmm. I really, really feel like that's the case. Good they need something. He needs a he needs a villain to have to take down right now. He can't just be like, oh, I'm going to uncover Austin. Like, I think there needs to be something else there mm -hmm. uh anyway <laughs> and you know who who could be a big part of that i think i mean the whole taking it down thing um alexis mm. Mm. could be really part of that yeah. oh cyrus yeah. explains his situation to the invader and she and she would be really she would really want the jail to be reformed yeah, he, I mean he's trying to he's trying to before. he's he's definitely um given the money like uh, just a pile of it all of his money I guess to the prison system to help my brothers out is what he's told Martin and Martin's mm -hmm. like Cyrus what are you doing uh huh why'd you put me in charge of your money now I'm gonna have to steal fifty thousand of it every month because I'm gonna lose my alimony here in a moment <laughs> <laughs> you've always been the good brother Martin. No, I wouldn't speak to so quickly about that, brother. Uh, these are all lines I made up. They didn't say any of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh gosh, uh, just what a good pair. I love it so much. I'm I'm happy. Um, I wish that there was more detail that I could get into it because we don't really know what's going to be happening with the Cyrus story going forward. Uh, but we do no. know that this is them investing in the character and in a new direction for the character. I put a poll up. Do you think Cyrus is uh, is lying about his change? Do you think he's faking it? Thirty uh, percent of people say yes, and seventy percent of people say no. And I agree with the nose. I don't think that he's faking it. I don't think he's faking it either. I, I'm really, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, I love the fact that he held on to Austin real hard. He knows about he knows. Austin. He knows about He's Austin. He's very coded in it. You know, the Lord uh, was my shepherd and it could be for anybody that calls upon him who's made bad choices in their life. Yes. <laughs> He had a hold of him. He knows about Austin. He knows uh, He knows about Pikeman. He knows about Mason. He knows a lot of it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I, he kind of, he kind of shook, he kind of shook Austin's butt a little bit. You know, Austin, when Austin was leaving, he's worried a little bit. Like, well, yeah, oh. I mean, he even pulled up the name or got the file that he was going to have to go see Cyrus and was like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. I, don't know if I want to do this. But then, you know, when it comes to Austin, too, you know, it's it's everything and nothing right now when it comes to who he is, what he's up to, because he could be totally innocent and he could be the most involved. And even moments like that, it's, you know, you can analyze it in both ways. See the name, oh, crap, it's Cyrus. I don't want to deal with this or, oh, crap, it's Cyrus. I know what he's been up to. This is this is uncomfortable. Uh, you know, it could be either one. But Wolfgang Grease not faking it. I don't think he's faking it either. I'm so excited. I'm, I, but it, it'll be interesting, you know, how long is Cyrus, you know, he shouldn't be at General Hospital that long. No, no, which is why Should I think be. that the warden thing is also important, because we got to get him out of jail. Yeah. They're going to have to get Cyrus I think. Yeah. He's still just recurring, though, right? Uh, yeah, and I didn't see anything about him being signed to a contract. And usually when somebody gets onto a contractor, they're credited as a contractor for the first time. There's usually somebody on Twitter that's like, oh, now on the credit, so-and-so. So, -and -so. so mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't see any of that, but I really haven't done any research on it either. Um, but even then, like when you when you look at JPS and Wally Kurth and all of them who are all, you know, usually involved in some sort of story, being co a contracted actor isn't necessary yeah. to... Nece yeah the number of times you're on the show or the number of episodes you're in. So it doesn't, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why is well, that book guy so mean to Cyrus? Because Buck is an jerk. That's why. <laughs> um, he, oh. um, uh, because he is a little man, like, like little, like, like a little per, like, you know, just a, a bad person. He's a little man. You know, not a big man, a little man. You, you know what I'm trying to say. Well, he—if you're right about the warden, he's in the ward. The warden's got him. You know, the warden's got uh, him. Um, and if it's the not warden's that, got him with a you know lifestyle there in the jailhouse. Yeah, you keep keep effing him with Cyrus, and I'm gonna take care of you on the back end. There's that, yep. or um, he is a a little man with uh just a little man syndrome who just isn't as tough as he wants to be, and isn't as in control as he wants to be, and he sees broken down powerless cyrus who has lost his center of and he spoke to it um when he was confronting him when drew walked in and stuff is you've lost all your friends you don't have the same sway and power in these prison anymore that you used to now that you're man again you know and so he sees now a big prominent figure that he can now belittle and feel better about himself 
Yeah. So that could be it. It could be that simple, or it could be as something as advanced as as the warden is making Cyrus's life as hard as possible inside bars. Mm-hmm. That's how I think of it, at least, Lori. Thank you very much for the question. Mm-hmm. But that's it for me. I'm done. I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. We're getting out of here. Um, hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if, if you haven't already. Um, circle back around to this and, and comment on it once we're done uh, being live. Just saying, hey, have a great time. Use a character's name. Try to help the algorithm. Share this around so people can find it. You could share links as well. Just take it from the address bar up top. If you're on your computer right now, you could just copy and paste that directly in Twitter, on Facebook, or anything like that. And share the link around. You're welcome, Lori. <sighs> so, that's it. Uh, like and subscribe to the channel. I said all that stuff. Um, you can donate five bucks or whatever to the show if you want the podcast, if you would like it. Buymeacoffee.com slash 10th floor. Um, and it just helps us keep the servers running because uh, the audio version of this thing isn't free for us to host. Um, past that, you can find episodes of the podcast audio only on your favorite podcasting platform. If you're unable to find the show on your favorite podcasting platform, you can reach out to us on Twitter, right, Mama? You sure can. <laughs> At 10th floor GH. Um, give us a follow there as well. Talk about General Hospital all week long. And go spend some time with your families. I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you next time right here on the 10th floor. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.